When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I'm Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Rocks Pile. And as always, I'm joined by Kevin Henry, who's in Colorado, but not in Denver. Kevin, how are you? you? I am good. It was trade deadline time. The the Padres and, you know, they're in San Diego battling those Padres. And I said, it's a great time to go to Breckenridge and see uh, the world from a little higher altitude. So not a bad thing at all, my friend. Yeah, kind of can't do that here in Ohio. No, you know, it's a little little different. topography shall we say i was telling i was it was actually yesterday i was talking with one of my friends about it we were talking about the highest point in ohio it's about about 100 miles away from yep. my house 1200 feet in elevation wow and it's called campbell hill notice okay. hill 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 there's the question <laughs> you know, right there the hill, hill versus mountain uh well i will tell you i was up a little higher than that at mount evans earlier this week uh got the first 14 or in uh even though drive drove up most of the way so i'm putting an asterisk by it but still uh it was cool to get on top of the 14 earlier so uh one thing that did not come out on top i would say is the rockies at the trade deadline though uh yeah. i think you know you and i had a bet and if i remember correctly i took the the one I took one as my number, and that was the over. And uh, so I, I lost my money in Vegas on that one. Yeah, and I did too. Yeah. Um, but Ohio sports gambling isn't legal yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought I thought they would trade Iglesias, maybe Colome. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely no, I, nothing. You know, and, and I. With the, with the Bard extension, which we can talk about that in a minute, but the Bard extension obviously was a sign that, you know, okay, he's off the table. Yeah. That was not really a surprise because we know Bud Black loves his veteran closers and Bard is a great mentor for those young relievers. I get all that. But Colome Iglesias, um, I don't see how they fit into what is to come for this team. They are a fit now, but the Rockies are also, correct me if I'm wrong, 3-11 and 11 at this point after the, after the All-Star break. So whether they're a fit now versus later, I don't know how much of a difference that really makes for a team that is not going to make the playoffs. And to be honest, at this point, it's going to be lucky to get out of the NLS seller. And the thing with those two is, okay, even last year, they didn't end up giving a qualifying offer to John Gray, which that was that was a problem right there. But at least with Trevor Story, okay, you get the uh, compensatory pick. You aren't giving a qualifying offer to Colome. No. You aren't giving a qualifying offer to Iglesias. You aren't giving a qualifying offer to Estevez. Why are they still there? Why are they still there? You know, I, I really do think 
the interesting thing is going to be what happens this offseason. And I, I tried doing a little thought in my head here, and I want to see where you think this goes. Because I would not be surprised if they re-sign all of those guys. I really won't. I, and, and if you have – I know. But, you know, and, and I don't know about Cool. I, I, think, I think it's very possible that Cool will be back as well. So I don't know where you're really going to subtract from this team in the offseason, to be perfectly frank. Uh, I, I feel like the Rockies feel like they have a lot invested in Carlos Estevez, so I would not be surprised that he comes back. I think they like what they've seen from Colome, and I think they love what they've seen from Iglesias. Now, if they feel like the Tovar can really be ready at the start of next year, Iglesias may be expendable. But is there really anybody coming up through the minors that is better right now than Colome or Estevez that you feel like you could swap them out in the offseason get better column a i would resign personally yep because he's he's pitched well overall and you do need some veteran relievers back there estevez i i've seen enough of him um iglesias i again he's he's blocking tovar yeah and <sighs> there's so many things with the rockies where like Personally, I would not be surprised if they resign all of them. Should they resign all of right. them? That is a very different question. Right. Should and will are different words by far. But but here's my thing with Tobar is that we know he's injured right now. We know he's been you know trying to get back from that groin injury that he suffered the Captain out of the Futures game. He still has not faced AAA pitching. If I'm the Rockies, there's no reason to push him up there this year. Get him some AAA pitching. Get him ready for opening day of next year. That's that's me. I think the fan base would love to see it, but the fan base has been wanting to see Mr. Montero at bat too. And now they're finally, it sounds like they're going to get more bats from Montero, which is great, but I don't see that they're going to rush Tobar up in a season that is there's, there's nothing really to play for now. And therein lies the problem where, okay, where are you going? Are you just staying in in purgatory, as yeah. has been discussed? Kevin, great article from Kevin Larson on our site. Absolutely. Are you staying in purgatory, or are you going to make a move forward or move backward? And the problem with the Rockies is that at least, I, I would say at least 95% of them even in Milwaukee a week ago, we're like, okay, we can we can build up some kind of a run where we can get back into the playoff picture. Yeah. But Bill Schmidt had said, and he told me personally, of if we if we play well enough, we could be buyers. But we could decide to sell some of our free agents. Or our impending free agents didn't do either. Yep. And just because you want time to stay still doesn't mean that it will. And okay, are you going to go to these prospects? Are you going to go the more veteran route? Are you going to actually quote unquote cut bait as Dick Monfort said last year? Right. They haven't done that. They added, and they say they don't have money, but they spent 182 million on Chris Bryant. 
So, and they've spent money on relievers. And obviously with Bryant, he's played well when he's been healthy, but he's not healthy again. Yep. If he doesn't play another game for the rest of the season, he will have played in one quarter of the games the Rockies have played this year. That's it. And I truly don't know what to make of when Chris Bryant will be back. I don't know if the Rockies know right now when to make of yeah. Chris Bryant coming back. And let's be perfectly frank. Is it worth Chris Bryant coming back? I, yeah. I mean, he's got all offseason to rest, which I'm very thankful that that is coming up. But is it going to do more harm than good for him to come back, or would a longer rest really do him something so that opening day next year, this isn't an issue? Spring training, this isn't an issue. I say shut him down. Yeah. Shut him down because, okay, he could even be healthy. Great. But it could be an issue like with the back where he came back and it really wasn't healed. And two, you can see some of your more of your players out there. Can Connor Joe get out of his funk? Yeah. Can Sam Hilliard be a productive major league player? Even in the minor leagues. Call up Wenton Bernard. Why not? Especially if you put Brian on the 60-day DL or IL, uh, you have a 40-man spot. But the Rockies have a huge issue and that, like, for the aforementioned Connor Joe, you look since July 3rd, and he's hitting 135. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote an article about that that went out uh, Thursday morning on Rock's Pile. Some of his numbers are very interesting, including his ground ball rate this year has skyrocketed compared yeah. to last year. Big difference. Big and difference. the Rockies, the, everything that they said they thought would pan out has gone wrong. Yeah. Literally every single thing. Bryant. Connor Joey started off the season well. He His Obviously gone way down. Ryan McMahon has not developed at the plate. CJ Crone on the road. He is not hitting on the road. Diaz has gotten better. Rogers has uh, since the beginning of the year. Rogers has gotten better since the beginning of the year. But who else has really gotten better? I mean, even Garrett Hampson. We were talking last time of, okay, he's, he's kind of turned the corner offensively. Yep. Now he's gone backwards again. So it's, uh, is Montero going to get playing time? It, there's so many things where pretty much every single move the Rockies have made is not panned out. Look at the starting pitching staff now. We were talking about how Chad Cool, okay, he had been their best starting pitcher this year. Look at his uh, pitching performances since the beginning of July. Yeah. July's he has a 10-17 ERA in his yeah, last yeah. six starts. Yeah, 10-17. You know, we talked about the Crocs and the Rockies after he did the complete game shutout against the Dodgers, and that seems like a lifetime ago now, and that was yeah. in June. But still, for Chad Cool on the mound, something's definitely switched over. But let me ask you a question. Did you happen, and we're recording this, by the way, before the Rockies play Thursday in San Diego to finish up a series against the Padres. Did you happen to see the Rockies lineup today? Curious. Um, 
I saw that it's mixed up a bit. Yeah. It Iglesias is. is hitting second in DHing. Um, Did you see where Mr. McMahon is playing today? At second base. I missed that. That is interesting. That is interesting. So there's 55 games left in the season, including today's game in San Diego. Yeah. So we are really on the downward slide. And a lot of those games, as you and I were talking about before the break, if you look at the schedule, a road trip to Atlanta, a road trip to the Mets, home and home against the Cardinals, uh, Brewers coming to town. There's it's it's and then we know about that six game stretch to end the season in yeah. uh, you know L.A. <laughs> it's not an easy schedule coming up. So the Rockies may need to try to switch things up a little bit, like they're doing today, to see if they can shake some guys up, to see if they can find something that works. Because what they're doing right now and what they've done since the break obviously hasn't. And with the Rockies in general, I with. I, I could be wrong on this, but I'm 99% sure when I checked the strength of schedule, they have the hardest schedule for the rest of the year. Yep. Of all the teams in the sport. Yeah. It's not going to get any easier. No. And it's not going to get any prettier. By the no. way, the, their last 40, they're 16 and 24, which is actually better than I thought they would be. <laughs> but if you look since July 4th, that's when they went to Los Angeles. They're 11 and 17. Yep. So, yeah. Well, and that's talk. after uh, just imagine if they didn't take three of four against the Padres. Yeah. Yeah. That, that homestand before the, yeah. uh, the all-star game, that, that was a definite uh, boost for them, but we're going to talk a little bit more about what's left for the Rockies in these final 55 games and what fans maybe should look for right after the break here on the Rocks file, Rockies report. And Kevin Henry back with Noah Yingling. We are your co-experts for Rocks file. And this is the Rocks file Rockies report. Yeah, no, the, the clock is ticking down this season. And as I wrote in the Connor Joe article this morning, I think that the Rockies have to try to find some positives the rest of this season to at least go into the offseason with some kind of thing to hang their hat on. You know, Chris, Chris Bryant so far this year, we talked about before the break, injured, hasn't exactly worked out the way that they thought it was going to. A lot of guys who they were counting on this year have either taken a step back or, or just haven't lived up to expectations. So what could the Rockies find in these final 55 games? to give them something toward next season. And to me, I look at a guy like a Ryan Feltner as is there some of these young guys, Feltner Montero that can show something that can give Rockies fans hope for what's to come in 2023. And that it's not just going to be the same old same. Old. Yeah. I mean, at this point they, they really have to see. And I, th- I think one of the big things and other than the young guys is the starting rotation. Yeah. Agreed. Now with cool struggling here in the last five, six starts, they do not have a single starting pitcher with an ERA plus that of league average or better. Every single one of them is below league average. You know, and the thing is, I really do think that we know what we're going to get out of Marquez Freeland Senzatella. I, I think that those are givens. I think right now you've got to see, Gomber, what is going on with Austin Gomber right now? You know, Chad Cool, uh, 
Urania. You know, is he really a part of things for next year, or is it something that, you know, he is Tim Melville 2.0, and he will flash and then be gone? I, I think that there's a lot of questions, and you're exactly right. The pitching-wise, they have to solve. And I also think that they've really got to be realistic about, you know, we talked about could Tovar be the guy next year, a shortstop, or are they going to need to find an Iglesias or somebody as a bridge, you know, maybe a month into the season. There's so many questions that still have to be answered, and I'm not really sure how they answer those questions in these final 55 games with the roster construction the way it is. They don't know. Uh, I mean, that's as simple as that. We don't know because they have, they have no idea. They have no clue because look at the trade deadline. I mean, honestly, the, with the trade deadline there, like we said, Bill Schmidt said, oh, well, we couldn't decide to buy. We could decide to sell. And then they decided to do nothing. Yeah. It almost looked like they were deer in the headlights. Of like, oh, crap. What are we supposed to do? And... Th- with Bud Black there in Milwaukee, he said going the rest of the way, like for fans to be engaged, they should be looking to the starting rotation of, okay, they have to put up good starts and we know they they can put up good starts. But like we said, every single one of them is below league average. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, our, our friends at Purple Dino Podcast put out something the other day that, that has stuck with me a lot. And it talks about the apathy that has started to really take hold of this whole fan base. You know, and I, and I think for a couple of years, it's kind of been ha-ha, a joke, laugh instead of cry thing. But I think all of a sudden, Rockies fans are like, you're not even going to make a move at the trade deadline? Why? Why do I care? Why yeah. would I care? And, you know, you and I have talked about that. We've seen it. I don't think we're going to see that in terms of the attendance at Coors Field for the rest of the season. You know, Cardinals are coming into town. It's going to be a packed house, I guarantee you, for those games with Cardinals fans and those who still love Nolan Arenado in this town. There will be a packed house. Uh, There's a lot of games still left to play where fans will come out. It's going to be a beautiful day in Denver. I just got the note from the Rockies about a, a brew fest coming up on August 20th against the Giants. They're always going to find ways to draw people out. But they're not going to be watching a game. They're going to be there to enjoy the sunsets and drink a beer or cheer for the other team. And I think that's where things have to change. Until fans don't start showing up, the, the uh, Dick Monfort and then the front office, they're not going to change anything. I mean... No. If, if Coors Field was Tropicana Field or uh, whatever they're calling the Miami Marlins Stadium this week, you yeah. know, if it was something like that where you didn't really care, there was no environment or Chase Field, there's no environment, so why would I go? There'd be a, there would definitely be a statement made. But you've got one of the best ballparks in the country, and it's a destination for people to come to Coors Field to watch a game. And I'm going to give you this. Uh, steaming, steaming hot take. For a team to be relocated, you have to have owners that are subpar. You have to have a bad stadium, no fan base, and low um, 
your low attendance slash uh, TV and radio ratings. If they didn't have Coors Field, the Rockies would be on the verge of being relocated. That's a hot. That's a hot one. I will give you that. That's a hot one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I a little bit over, but I mean, you got three of the four things right there. I mean, if if they did not have Coors Field, they would not have the attendance. Their ratings are not very good. Um, they haven't been for a few years now. And we know ownership has not been great. But while ownership has not been great, maybe in the fans' eyes, I will tell you there's no way that the Rockies would have gotten the All-Star game on such quick, short notice had Dick Montfort not been a, not been a loved in the MLB community. And and if you look back at who were some of the owners who represented MLB during this the lockout this year, we know Monfort was one of those. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's any way that MLB is going to take anything away from Dick Monfort. I think he has become a, a friend of the organization. And so those people who say sell the team, you know, get rid of Monfort and all this stuff, it's that's not happening. <laughs> it's yeah, that's that's just not gonna be part of the equation. Yeah, and that that's part of the uh, that's part of the problem where he is in a way it's great where okay you're loyal to your fans you're you're or you're loyal to your employees and all that okay but you do have to manage things like a business and he said how like we mentioned in the first segment of having to quote unquote cut bait. What have they done to change their team in the last three years? They've made small moves, but they, they really haven't made any big additions outside of Chris Bryant. No, but again, he's not playing. You've had some big losses. I mean, yeah. that's where the team has changed is you, you look back at a, an infield that was DJ and Trevor and Nolan and, and, you know, tell me, that they're better now than they were. Yeah. And and nothing against Mac is great guy, but we know he's struggling right now. Uh, you know, at the plate. Uh Brandon Rogers has, yes, he's absolutely been a been a revelation this season. But if you ask Rockies fans, would you rather have had DJ in his prime than wait for Rogers to develop and have him now? Which would you have rather had? You know, it's I think uh, the Rockies would have said that they, well, the Rockies fans would have said they really would have liked some form of combination. <laughs> this would have been tough to do, but some combination of Arenado at third, Story at short, LeMahieu at second, either Crone or Mac sure. at first, and then you put Rogers at DH or something like that. If Daniel Murphy and Ian Desmond had never taken first base and they had actually found a first baseman to play first base, I think history would have been a lot different for this franchise. And if they found a little bit more consistency and what if Jeff, if we're talking about what about isms, what if yeah, Jeff yeah. Breidich was never their GM? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and one thing that I 
I truly wonder about is, you know, Clint Hurdle was brought in at the start of the season to kind of give that outsider but insider perspective. And I truly wonder what his feelings were on this trade deadline as well. You know, if, if he was in agreement that keeping Iglesias and not getting any kind of prospect back was really the right move. Yeah. Be curious. And the thing with uh, one of the many issues with the Rockies is how we mentioned how, okay, before the all-star, even just in Milwaukee, right after the all-star break, they're like, okay, we've got a shot. And now quietly, there's some players saying, what are we doing? Yeah. And, you know, Danielle Allen mentioned that uh, in her column, as well as on Twitter that they're in San Diego. I think there were some folks that are wondering, and, and I think that's where it gets a little scary for this team is if the clubhouse starts to splinter because that's, you know, you've been in the clubhouse. I've been in the clubhouse. It's, it's a tight clubhouse. Yeah. And, and I think that that's been one of the best things about this team this season that, you know, I know people are rolling their eyes about clubhouse chemistry, but it has been that. However, I think when people start questioning the direction and it's some of those guys who maybe have already signed extensions moving forward, who are questioning that that's a problem. Yeah. We, we don't know exactly who those players are. Um, but I mean, even like look at the Red Sox, Xander Bogarts, he isn't there long-term cause he could be a free agent here soon with his opt-out clause. And he, publicly questioned the team and said, what are we doing? Yep. What makes him motivated to sign with the Red Sox long-term? If he has no idea what the front office is doing. Look at Milwaukee. They're, they're one of the teams that arguably, arguably had as bad of a trade deadline as the Rockies did. And they actually made moves. Yep. But boy, their fan base is not pleased about the moves they made. I'll tell you that. And that's why I would love to be a fly on the wall in all 30 front uh, teams' front offices at the trade deadline. Talking about the Yankees, they traded Jordan Montgomery yep. for Harrison Bader. Yep. They thought they were getting Pablo Lopez from the Marlins. Marlins yep. say, whoops, sorry, not happening. Oh, well, we just traded Montgomery and there's five minutes left in the deadline. That's a problem. It's a big problem. We can't trade anybody and we can't pull off a trade and submit it to Rob Manfred in five minutes. Yep. I'm, uh, I would say that the, you know, and, and the Yankees are, there's a little bit of alarm going off there, especially after Seattle came and it took the series from them with the starting pitcher that the Yankees were hoping to get in Luis Castillo. So there's definitely some angst, shall we say, in the Yankees fan base right now as well. So is no, there better, always is because they're Yankees oh, fans in there. But, but is it better to be a Brewers fan today or is it better to be a Rockies fan today? You know the Rockies fate. But the Brewers, you, like you said, they're not pleased that Josh Hader is no longer a part of that team. So the, which would you rather be, a team upset at your – GM for making moves or a team upset at your GM for sitting there idly by. 
I would rather be upset at the team for making moves because, okay, you can at least see where their mindset is. And not to mention, they have a big caveat in all of that. They're winning. Yep, absolutely. And, and I think we know the Rockies are in last everything. place. The Brewers are not. Yep. <laughs> and we know it's, it solves all problems. I yeah. agree with you completely. But I, it, it was an interesting debate that I was having with a buddy of mine the other night uh, because, you know, he saw all the fallout from the Brewers and he's sitting there going, they actually got worse at the deadline. And I don't know that if you're a Brewers fan today, you sit here and go, oh, okay, I get what they're doing. And he also brought up an interesting point that had the Rockies traded off Iglesias, just an example, for a pair of prospects or for even one prospect, is there any Rockies fans that would have been unhappy about that? No. Because at least you could say, hey, this new guy, he's, a, he's at high A, he's a pitcher, he's got this, you know. You could at least build up that this is a return that we're getting. Because, again, you know what you're getting with Iglesias but you don't know what you're getting with option B. Yeah. So you could at least say, Hey, we signed this guy as a stopgap with the intention of trading him at the trade deadline to get some kind of prospect back. Yep. And that is exactly what we did. Yep. And I think people go, Oh, okay. Cause again, you've communicated. There's a plan coming. And that's one thing the Rockies have not been good at in recent years is saying, there's actually a plan in place and yeah. this is part of that plan. And they've even said, okay, uh, if they even said, okay, this is our plan. We want to win as many games as possible and we're going to buy it for anywhere close to 500. Okay. Like Bill Schmidt said, or if we are, if we have a downturn, we're going to sell our free agents. Okay. Okay. You have the diverging paths there. Yep. You, you, the Rockies were at a fork in the road on August 2nd, and they decided, I'm going to take the, in the words, uh, paraphrasing Yogi Berra, when there's a fork in the road, take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. They decided to just keep driving straight ahead. Problem is, there was a brick wall right there. <laughs> and therefore, here we are. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you know, we're going to wrap up here, but it's certainly something that we've we've read all the tweets, we've looked at the comments. Rockies fans aren't happy right now, and we know with the Broncos, you know, ever getting ever closer to that first game, the interest in the Rockies is going to be less and less. So our job is to try to find the things still to look forward to, the things that are still of interest, and, and that's what we're going to try to do on this site. But. Part of that interest will be next week with Cardinals coming to town. And then don't forget uh, those lovely Arizona Diamondbacks come right after that. So that could be a very interesting series if the Rockies are really going to try to get out of the cellar, knowing they're playing in Arizona for three this weekend and then Arizona comes for three next weekend. Yeah. Big series to try to do that. But unfortunately, in the grand scheme of things, really doesn't matter. Nope. Hang the fourth place banner, right? And not to mention, it's not like, okay, what we could, we could lose a little, a few more games, get a better, uh, get better draft picks. 
Draft yep. changes next year. Exactly. Got the lottery. Great point. Yep. Might get one more ping pong ball in there, but that's about it, you know. So Yeah. Well, we will be at Coors Field next week uh, for that homestand. Uh, Cardinals and Diamondbacks, it will be very interesting. There will be a lot of emotion, I have a feeling, always is when 28 comes back into the building. So uh, we will try to get some some time with him and see what we can report on. But Noah, as always, been a pleasure, my friend. The pleasure is always mine. And we appreciate all you listening to this episode of the Rocks Power Rockies Report. We're always going to try to give you the truth, not the purple pom-poms. Promise you that here on this, this podcast. But no matter if the purple pom-poms are out or not, we always say on this podcast and always will, go Rockies. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.